Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely, delightful guest. Her name is Melissa Howard. Melissa is a female empowerment photographer, as well as a confidence strategist. And today we're going to be sharing lots of information around specific relationship challenges that Melissa might have gone through. So first of all, let me welcome you, Melissa. Hello, thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, And Melissa, just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and specifically, you know, I suppose what I'm curious about is what relationship challenges are in that history of your life story. Yeah. Um, where, where to begin? <laughs> um, so yeah, so just a little bit about me. So uh, I live in the northwest of England, um, a little place called Wirral. I've lived here all of my life, which I absolutely love. I don't think I'll ever live anywhere else. Um, and my story um, with terms of relationships has been really rocky since sort of a very early age. Um, and what I'm really passionate about in what I do now is helping and inspiring people to be more confident in their lives. But where I really target people is the ones that are people pleasers and overachievers because that was me. I didn't have an identity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing and why. And at the end of the day, I'd come home. I had a false confidence outwardly and I'd come home and I was an empty shell. Um, So I think for me, um, the challenges that I've always had is that people pleasing role with people. So I was always gave everything to other people and when they didn't give it to me, I'd shut off. Um, I'd feel awful, but I'd shut off and I'd be like, they've broke my trust. So that means if you do it once, I'm not letting you do it again. Certain people are let do time and time again, but majority of people, it's when that trust broke off. I lost a lot of probably good people in my life because I just couldn't speak and verbalize how I felt because I thought it was easier rather than confrontation to to not have that. So I lost friends, I've lost potentially family members um, through that communication barrier um, and relationships as well. So although that is my bag and I help people who are overachievers, I think the transition for me, I don't truly know what this the, the switch for me was. Um, but now I'm a lot more open to it. So I would love to talk to you a little, maybe a couple of those um, examples in detail and you can tell me what was going on in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, do you think there was any um, event or um, episode with parents or family members or teachers or friends whilst you was growing up that... Um, you can think back to that sort of was the start of this particular mindset that you went on. Yeah. So um, uh, when I said that we could have 20 podcasts on this, I wasn't joking. So (laughs) I was bullied as a a child um, in primary school. I was an only child as well. 
So I was sort of showered with love. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say spoil, but I was showered with love, which I absolutely loved. But I also craved more um, because it was sort of never ending. So I always wanted more. I was quite greedy. And I also, um, unfortunately, was abused as a child by a close family member for a period of three years. Um, and although it wasn't a traumatic event of sexual abuse, because I didn't know what it was at, when I was that young, I think from there, I've always, I've probably developed, unfortunately, that people-pleasing sort of environment, because I wanted the family to stay together. I wanted everyone to be happy. I wanted to make other people happy, like people made me happy. Um, so I, I think <laughs> probably a few more in there, but from in terms of the past, it's probably those three that really stick out for me. Yeah. Well, the first thing is that I can definitely empathise and sympathise with um, you having gone through abuse. I don't know if you know my own personal story, but um, for me, mine's quite a harrowing one, and I, I literally did go through some traumatic experiences of rape when I was in my teens. Um, so, you know, that obviously led me then on a path to some very, not only toxic and unhealthy relationships, but also then once I got through that phase, I went on to have, you know, quite unfulfilling relationships. And it wasn't until, I suppose, you know, quite recently in my life, um, you know, probably into well into my early fifties, I'm nearly sixty now. Um, that I actually got some insights around it and and understood why things happened and why um, subsequently, you know, I went on to have these types of relationships. And it usually stems from the fact that we all have masculine and feminine energy, Melissa, and usually. If we are in opposite sex attraction relationships, I can't speak for um, um, gay relationships because I'm not an expert in that, but I can speak for heterosexual relationships. So if you're somebody that's a woman that's normally attracted to men and vice versa, then what I do know is we all have masculine and feminine energy regardless of our sexual orientation but if you're the woman in that relationship then your most strongest dominant natural um, energy is your feminine now what happens is when we get uh, exposed to danger trauma which can be at the hands of um, men through sexual abuse or violence it can also be when We've been educated to look at men as our role models in how to succeed in the workplace. Those sorts of things, as well as being in competitive type environments, can automatically make a woman default into a masculine energy because masculine energy is a woman's way of feeling safe. It's a way we protect ourselves. So we start to wear this masculine suit of armour and it's our default energy that is keeping us safe, it's keeping us protected, it's keeping us in control, but it isn't naturally who we are. And we're not even aware that we're exuding this masculine energy <laughs> because we're not educated around this stuff. So what happens is then when we start going into relationships, um, you can quite often attract a toxic relationship because all the man can feel when you're in that relationship is another masculine energy most of the time. So he may not understand why or where that's coming from, from a conscious 
on a conscious level, but what he is doing is feeling it. So he is feeling there's another masculine energy in the room. So if he's a strong masculine energy himself, he's going to feel like there's confrontation from that masculine energy. You know, he's going to feel like he's not going to see you as his girlfriend, in other words, the, the, yeah. the, the, the woman that he loves. He, he's going to feel there's another masculine energy in the room and I'm feeling challenged because I'm the man. No, does that make sense? It so does. The, and um, I do <clears throat> I do really believe that that is probably, I wouldn't say where I was going wrong because I learned a lot from those periods of life. But I think that's what I do um, is go into that masculine energy. It was quite um, funny you were talking about that because about three years ago, I was having a conversation with someone about masculine and feminine. I didn't really understand it. So when she was explaining it to me, I said, oh, yeah, I'm masculine. She goes, you're not. You're very feminine. And I went, no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm masculine. She goes, no, all that I see is feminine. And a guy that I was speaking to about two hours before as a friend came up and went, you've got the biggest balls. And I said, I think I've got a masculine energy when I speak to men. Yes. Um, and it just must be natural. Yeah, and we get, you know, that becomes our default energy that we naturally live in most of the time. Now, if you're in a relationship, which um, I was with my ex, and, and I, I didn't have this awareness at the time to change things, that this is, you know, stuff that I've learned since that relationship. I was in a 23-year marriage, and for some reason, I didn't feel totally fulfilled in that relationship. You know, we had a very happy relationship. Um you know, we had two lovely children. He was a great father. He was a great husband. But I never felt, I always felt there was something missing. I always felt a little bit unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And it wasn't until that relationship finished, um, you know, and I started to do some work and, and discovered, you know, um, more information myself around what happens in relationships. I realized, oh my gosh. You know, I was responsible for me feeling unfulfilled in that relationship because he wasn't a strong masculine energy. So what he was doing was allowing me to be the man in that relationship. I was wearing the trousers. I was in control. I made the decisions. I more or less, I suppose, led that relationship and took charge of it because it made me feel safe. But what it, what, what it did do to him was emasculate him. And I didn't realise that it was me that was doing that to him. You know, it was more masculine I was in that relationship, the more he stepped more into his feminine because he didn't want to rock the boat. You know, he wasn't a confrontational type guy. In fact, I can't remember ever having an argument with him. So he was more for being more placid and stepping more into his feminine energy to compensate for that masculine energy that I was exuding. And I couldn't understand then why I wasn't finding him attractive <laughs> because... As women, we want a masculine man, don't we? But if yeah. we're being the man in the relationship, unless he's very strong himself, he'll either feel threatened by that and you'll have lots of conflict or he'll step more into his feminine and then you won't find him as so attractive and you won't understand even why, unless you've done this sort of work. And um, what, what for you in that situation, how did you, how, how did you come out of that? So obviously you had the, the light bulb of hey I'm wearing the pants but how especially after 23 years um how did you kind of either make the decision to to leave or make the decision to let's see whether we can swap the roles 
and see how that works. It was too late. Uh, I actually made the decision to leave before I actually learned, um, you know, what I know now <laughs> as, as an expert right. in this subject. Um, and obviously that, that was meant to be divine timing or whatever, because then I went on a massive learning journey. Um, I've been with Paul, my current partner now for for 10 years, and he is a very strong masculine energy. But in the early years, I'd say, um, you know, he was very much feeling my masculine energy and quite often about every three or four weeks we'd have these massive arguments and I used to think well it must be his fault right because I never had this with my ex and I was with him for 23 years so I was you know pointing the finger and laying blame (laughs) you know and making it out in my own mind that it must be must be him because he was always um you know at these times where we did have these arguments he was irritable when he come home from work and I used to call it him lighting the fire because he'd be very, very, um, you know, snappy. Uh, and right. in my response to that, instead of responding in a feminine way and pouring water on that fire that he's just lit, <laughs> I was pouring mar- paraffin on it, you know, and petrol from a masculine energy point of view and, and then wondering why we'd have this conflict. And then, you know, that's when I really got seriously interested in how relationships work and how am I contributing to this being my reality. (laughs) And how, so when you realise that, because obviously you're in the relationship with Paul and then after a few years you became an expert, like how, did it change overnight? Did it take a while? Was Paul open to it? Yeah, I mean, literally it's always a work in progress I think you know actually awareness is the start but actually then learning to be conscious of when you are slipping into that masculine energy and challenging yourself and catching yourself is another thing you know and and it takes as with anything that you're learning it takes a bit of practice to get used to thinking well you know, now I can and I can sort of more or less catch it and think, you know, whereas I would have retaliated with a I'm right type opinion <laughs> previously yeah. quite regularly or, you know, become aggressive back to him. Um, you know, I, I actually either stay quiet, which is a feminine response to just remain quiet, say something like, yeah, um, I hear you. Another feminine response is to just have, let him know that he's hurt your feelings. So instead of, you know, retaliating back aggressively um, on the back of him being aggressive towards you or judgmental towards you, you can just simply go, ow. Okay. You know, and let him know that he's hurt your feelings. But sometimes silence is the best. I mean, it, it takes a bit of work if you're used to retaliating, you know, <laughs> to, to, to zip your mouth up and not or yeah. not bite. But sometimes silence is, is so powerful because in that silence, what happens is for the man is that he can hear his own aggressive words being repeated back to him. And that's far more powerful and effective for him to hear those words repeated back to him in, in his own mind than it is for you to say anything at all in, in terms of him then suddenly having that realisation of, oh my God, you know what, I, I've just really hurt that woman 
And so instead of then you becoming divided because there's been a conflict take take place, what happens is that, that all of a sudden he feels close to you and he wants to connect with you. And he might not necessarily say the words, I'm sorry, <laughs> and certainly not straight away, <laughs> but you will yeah. know by his actions he is. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really powerful because... Um, as I said, with the, all the different types of relationships, probably, especially when you get to an age where you leave the nest and you start in your own life, that is one of the relationships with another human being in the passionate relationship where, like, that's what keeps us together, love, isn't it? And if we don't have that, we generally will crave that from elsewhere. And um, what what I'd really love to ask you now and pick your brains about is in, the, um, in terms of, relationships with others in terms of trust so if um so in the past I if I felt like either a friend or a family member like for me really hurt my trust and to other people it it was nothing but to me like I would never treat somebody like that or speak to them like that so for me I'd kind of go up there we go like fences up now like that's our relationship gone no more second chances and um Although I'm a lot more aware of that now, I'm very aware that that isn't helpful for me or for them. Um, and learning maybe a couple of tips or skills to be able to to deal with that situation. So just to give you an example, I've still got a handful of family members that we still don't talk. Um, I have now. I don't have any sort of um, bad feelings or aggression towards them, but it's been that long that we just haven't got a relationship. So, um, and I feel like I've missed out on that and vice versa, I feel like they've missed out on a relationship with me as well. So, um, hints and tips on how to, especially if other people are experiencing that now, is how we could work around that. Because I think that is that inner work more than outer work. Yeah, definitely, it is inner work and it's all around um, not only um, you know, forgiving them for any perceived wrongdoing that you feel, you know, that they've done. But but first and foremost, working with your own forgiveness for yourself, you know, and I'm not saying, no, you know, that if they have served an injustice on you, that that's condoned within that, but forgiving yourself so that then they don't have that power to negatively impact your life going forward. So for me, for example... You know, what was really powerful was to forgive the guys that that, that assaulted me because it happened more than once. And it wasn't about forgiving um, the behaviour, you know, that that's unforgivable. But it was about forgiving them so that I could move on and that they could no longer have that negative impact or power over my life going forward. And do you feel, um, so in, in that sense, I'm not talking in the sense of that abuse sector because um especially it's but for me personally as well we'd never be in contact we'd never see each other again but in terms of from a family relationship where it's just a fallout with no sort of you know aggression or violence there or sexual abuse is um do given the forgiveness how would is is that relationship mendable how would one you know approach that and you know olive branch sort of situation to see if they would be open to it 
Yeah, I think there's always room sometimes for an intermediary to sort of test the water on your behalf. Um, just, you know, it, it, sometimes that works, you know, if you've got a, a mutual family member or a mutual friend and you're just saying, Do you know what, I haven't spoken to such a, such, for a long, such a long time, I can't even remember now why we fell out, but I'd really love to reconnect with them. Um, you know, um, you know, would you test the water for me and see if they're open to that? You know, you could do it that way, <laughs> which is a bit of a more softer protect yourself type approach. Or you can just do it yourself, you know, but have no expectation around it. You know, don't perceive if, you know, the answer is no or um, don't darken my doorstep again <laughs> type reaction that um, that's a rejection. You know, it's just where they're currently at. So yeah. I, it's all about being realistic about what your own expectations are around that. And, it, and the, the honest answer is to have no expectations, you know, regardless of what the result is of your action, you know, just just accept it that it is what it is. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's really powerful because then the next step of that, <laughs> I'm going really deep, the next step is as well is that if you do mend the relationship, whatever mend looks like, and um, yeah, everything's going fine and then something happens like an argument and you don't remember what you had for tea yesterday but you remembered what happened on the 15th of September 2001 <laughs> how it made you feel exact words were said like how how is it possible to not bring all of that back up is it possible to kind of accept that as you say forgive it and to have a clean slate yeah I think you know if you have got that connection back again I think it's then to you know agree some boundaries and ground ground rules and just say look you know ideally I, I'm I feel as I'm I'm, I'm in a, a good situation I'm happy with how my life's going and I'm more mature and wiser than what I was previously and I would never want to be in the situation we were in before where we were disconnected so you know in and just be honest and open and just say you know, to, I want to protect this relationship going forward uh, and just, you know, just be honest and open about what you, you know, what you want going forward to 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 make that um, as, as secure for you so that you can feel that, you know, even if there was another argument that, you know what, we, we won't let it fester, you know, we'll just agree to disagree and we'll just agree that, you know, the other person is entitled to their opinion. Okay. No, I, I like that. Because um, I, I think I think many women will be able to agree on this, and men, if they listen to that, women are very good at this, is going back into the deep dark depths of our vaults within our brain and picking them out. Um, and it, to be fair, even even men sometimes are quite good at throwing it. If you've, if you've had an agreement, you set the boundaries, and then one of them decides to break the boundaries it's again it's having that probably emotional intelligence and muscle to kind of say okay we're gonna have to you know as you say ow yes <laughs> we we did we agreed to not do this ow i really um i really think that i'll take that away i'll be saying ow quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, there's lots of tips as to what you know to the way you can respond in a more feminine way where I refer to it as pouring water on the fire rather than pouring paraffin or, or fuel or petrol on the fire, you know, and it the, the two are, are so different. One's a masculine response when you're pouring that fuel on the fire and the other one's 
our, our feminine responses. So, you know, that they're all they're all um, things that take and require a bit of practice. But, you know, another tip would be to just say, um, I'm sorry you feel like that. You know, how, how diffusing is that? You know, so if somebody's really been um, touchy towards you and you're feeling it's totally unjustified, you know, it, it totally diffuses it straight away. If you say, I'm sorry you feel like that. It's not that you're saying you're sorry for anything you've done. It's, it's you saying, I'm sorry you feel like that. It's your shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, <laughs> it, it's a very soft way of letting them know, um, you know, that they're obviously... You, they're in a bad place and you're hearing it. Um, from a, because um, obviously the, the people who will be listening to this podcast will be a range of different ages and in different experiences in life. Is, if somebody's been in that spiral for such a long time, is there is there a way of getting out? And how, how what's the starting point to be able to start getting out? Working on yourself. Um, you know, certainly I feel... Um, and it might be quite hard for people listening to hear this, that we create our own relationships, regardless of whether those intimate personal relationships, you know, romantic relationships, or whether they're, they're just friendship type relationships, whatever relationships we've got in our life, we're, we're responsible for creating those. Um, and, you know, if they're showing up as good, bad or indifferent, then we're equally we're responsible for creating the good, the bad or the indifferent within within those relationships. But to have the really strong, powerful, healthy, high-level passion, intimacy and fulfilment in a, a relationship with another um, member of the opposite sex that's really operating at its highest level, it starts with you. So if you haven't got that respect for yourself, that love for yourself and that appreciation for yourself, you won't actually, you may have it at a superficial level, but you won't have it at a really true level of where, you know, you're exuding that and living that and feeling that and behaving like that is true. Um, it really does start with you. So my starting point when I'm working with anybody is do the do the inner work you know start looking and appreciating who you are and build that great relationship with yourself first and foremost and don't worry if you are single you know enjoy being single don't don't feel um you know it, it's negative to be single you can have a great time being single whilst you're working on having that great relationship with yourself and then you'll attract a great relationship on the back of doing all that fabulous inner work of really loving appreciating and realizing you you are a fantastic woman in your own right or man in your own right and uh, and and then you attract somebody of that higher vibration to you to have that next level relationship up and onwards. Brilliant. I absolutely love that. Because, I, again, I feel that if it's new, so I can't even remember. So I can remember, as I said, what happened in various instances many years ago, but I can't remember when I made the decision that I've got to change to be able to have change in my relationships with people. And I'm really grateful now that the relationships I've currently got in my eyes are the healthiest they've ever been they can always get better from both sides but as you say it's, it has to start with yourself because if it if it doesn't you'll always justify and blame 
rather than actually trying to, to to figure out what is actually going on and you know what are the standards what are the boundaries that we've got and do we need to relook at them mm. so i find that um i find that really really helpful thank you you're very welcome it, it is about you know taking that responsibility like you said rather than laying blame or justifying it's taking responsibility for thinking you know well how will how will i have contributed to this situation you know, because I really did believe when Paul and I were arguing in the early years that it was his fault because I had, as I say previously, a 23-year marriage whereby never had an argument more, you know. And so I really, it was really, really so easy for me to point the finger and say it's all his fault because he'll openly admit that he started the fire, so to speak. In, in other words, he was the one that would drive home from work quite often and be quite tetchy and irritable and straight away you know, my response to that would be a masculine response, which would then escalate into the conflict. Um, So it wasn't until I started asking myself a bit more, you know, empowering questions around how am I contributing to this, that I started to get some insights and really realise, you know what, I'm contributing to this just as much as he is. And it's not his fault. And I, I need to look at um managing this and responding in a different way and it that, that, that took quite a while to even get to that point where i realized that you know it, it was one of them situations where if you keep on doing what you've always done you'll always get what you always got and i was keep, keep i keep getting what i always got and and kept blaming him and then uh, you know there was a point where i thought actually <laughs> Perhaps I need to to stop blaming him and and ask me myself those powerful questions like, well, what is it then? How am I contributing to this? Because I was, you know, far enough down the line of self in, self development to realise that I was contributing to it. I just didn't know how I was contributing to it and what I could do to change that. Yeah, and I um I learned a powerful lesson from a, a TV program of all things, um, in terms of how to respond to situations as you just um, explained when somebody comes in is tetchy from work with being a manager leader previously and my partner not being that and he's moaning about the leader and manager and I can see it from the leader manager's point of view and I'm like what and it just exploded because rather than trying to see it from both perspectives you come home you just want to tell someone how bad your day was you don't want to be told that yeah but there's other you know perspectives to look at and it just kind of like the penny dropped from watching this TV program because it was someone doing the opposite of me. They were going overboard of like, oh my God, this sounds horrible, you know, like, and really powering so much love into it that they thought, I just want to punch you. <laughs> um, and what they basically said was, whenever somebody is feeling that space is acknowledging it by just saying, that sounds really shit. Mm. So, and I've been doing, I do that with my partner now. I use different words as time, depending on what it is. But it's just that silence afterwards and it's kind of like it breaks the pattern because yeah. they're used to going, well, you need to listen to my tips. <laughs> so say, that sounds really like that's you must feel really bad with that. Or how does that make you feel? And like, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. It's just kind of like, oh, just acknowledging where they're at. Absolutely. And then what I find is that they seem to unravel it themselves. And it's like, oh, it's not that bad, really. Mm. <laughs> I think both sexes appreciate um, feeling like they're being heard, especially women. You know, one of their biggest complaints is that they don't feel like they're being heard. And then 
the men's biggest complaint is that women nag and that's because women don't feel like they're being heard so they're repeating themselves so um <laughs> you know I, I think one of the biggest tips around you know having some great communication on both sides is to like you just said be fully present listen to what they're saying and acknowledge that you've you've heard what they've said rather than just waiting for them to finish so you can jump in with your opinion yes that that's probably the root of most of my problems that's what you me let's coach it out no let's listen to what they want to say <laughs> yeah now i can relate to that as well you know i, I was a bit of that ilk you know in uh, in in our previous early years um you know in terms of putting my coaching hat on straight away <laughs> that didn't go down too well either. yes yes and a lot of people say well don't you coach in your relationship and it's not a good mix no <laughs> i want to advise not, it not a good mix <laughs> no because especially as a woman because you know as the woman being your your true feminine power it's not about i know some people confuse with being in, in your feminine power as it being subservient or um you know submissive it's not about that at all you know it's about acknowledging that you're you know a high value feminine woman who's confident who loves herself and you know that you can trust your man enough to show your vulnerable side and that is so attractive to a man you know and showing that vulnerable side from that place of feminine strength not from you know a place of being oh woe is me and having a pity party and being in victim mode but you know from a place of you know really loving and as I say appreciating yourself that's beautiful thank you you're very welcome I'm going to um have to the time's just run away you bring the episode to a close but it's been lovely having you on melissa we'll certainly have you on again and uh, discuss a bit more around um some relationship issues and also uh, uh, probably introduce a bit about what you do around helping women with their confidence so in terms of how the audience members can get in touch with you what are your links or contact information Um, So my business is called Evolve Global. So you can find me either on my website, I'm on um, Facebook. So my name, Melissa Howard, nice and boring. I generally show up first, which is quite good. Um, And Instagram, at Evolve with Melissa. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure that information is contained within the show notes so that any listeners that would love to get in touch with Melissa can do so via the show notes should they have missed your bit on the audio (laughs) stating how people can get in touch with you it's been fantastic melissa thank you so much for uh, bringing out the information within the context of our conversation on this episode so that the listeners can actually get some real good gems and sharings on the back of that thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you all right so listeners there we have it melissa howard thank you very much and Until next time, remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn 
or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.